The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, in case you notice the background, I'm at my home right now. Um, I uh, am preaching at a local Christian school at Faith for Chapel today, which starts just after 10 o'clock. And so I chose to stay home this morning instead of driving to the office and driving back over to Faith and then back to the office. And so I did a lot of my morning prep and things here at my house. Um, And I'm recording this. Uh, I'll be in chapel actually at 11 o'clock today. So I'm recording this earlier in my house before I take off to the chapel. And so while you're watching this live, I will actually be finishing up chapel over at Faith. And so I just appreciate the opportunity I'm given to be part of your day. Hope it's an encouragement. And uh, we have been in Psalm chapter 119. So uh, if you're you're following us, Psalm 119, again, remember, divided up by Hebrew letters. This letter is Tzadi. Um, It's not really necessarily an English one to match it, to be honest, generally speaking. Um, So we're going to look at, uh, really going to read the whole thing, but probably focus most of our attention on the first three verses because they, they really fit the synopsis of everything being said, and I think there's some powerful truth in there that helps us to get a better understanding for ourselves and, and encouragement when we deal with other people. Psalm one, uh, 119, verse 137, Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. My zeal hath consumed me because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. Thy word is very, a word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. I am small and despised, yet do I not for, uh, forget thy precepts. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Trouble and anguish have taken hold of me, yet thy commandments are my delights. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding, and I shall live. Really what you're going to see in a couple of aspects, you see David puts himself in a position. He says, small am I. He talks a lot about some of the struggle he's in, maybe emotional, spiritual battle he finds himself in at the time, and he's struggling with it. Uh, but one of the things you see is it's kind of stretched all the way through the chapter of 119 is the word of God and his appreciation for it and his willingness. Again, he talks about commandments and things like that. It's not as much of, you know, obeying this list of rules, although there are things in the Word of God we need to obey. It's really, we learn the precepts of God. We learn what God wants. We learn what God is teaching us. And it helps us. We realize that these are wonderful things. These are not oppressive things that uh, take away our life and fun, as the world sometimes wants us to think. These are wonderful things. Uh, These are things that encourage us. These are things that give us answers to the struggles we have, answers to some of the whys of life, answers to how we can be better husbands, fathers, sons, whatever it is, daughters, whatever it is we're trying to be, wives. Uh, it helps us to be better. The, these commandments are the instruction to how to do uh, what we desire to do as Christians. So we go to the Word of God and we look for those. Now, he starts off in the first two verses, and I think he's had a great point. He starts off talking about the righteousness of God. He said, the right, righteous art thou, O Lord, upright are thy judgments, thy testimonies, and thou hast commanded are righteous, very faithful and so I love what he says. He, he, he says, before I go back to your word and I talk about how much I'm going to put my trust in your word, I'm going to also look at the fact uh, that the reason I trust your word is because it is your word and you are righteous. You are faithful. 
Uh, you look at the author. Now, I know people look back and say, well, the author's David. No, the writer is David. The author of the entire Bible is God. He, through the whole inspiration of the Holy Spirit, instructed all of the different men that wrote the Bible what to say. Now, in his wisdom and his sovereignty, he used their different pasts and experiences. So you see their personality rolling into it. But he is the one that had these men pen these words. So while these different men throughout the Bible are writers of Scripture, the Holy Spirit, God, is the author of Scripture. So we go back to this, and, we, and this is one of the reasons we look to That's why we can trust inspiration, why we can trust preservation, why we can trust that what we have is from God. It's not just the writings and rantings of other men. This is not just history, although a lot of the Old Testament is history of Israel. It's not that. It is getting to know the character of God, getting to know the holiness of God, getting to know the love and grace of God. And that's seen in all of the Bible. And so when you look at this, he really gets a great establishment to say, the reason I desire to follow your commandments, the reason I desire to follow your word is simply because of who you are. And that is so it's a powerful, powerful truth. When I get to understand who God is, how much he loves me, his holiness, his righteousness, and all of that, hopefully it gives me a desire to learn his word, to follow his word, I think that's the big thing, especially if you grew up in church, you probably have a lot of head knowledge of the word of God, but he says doing the word of God, obedience to the word of God. Those are the things that bring blessing, and I hope we grab onto that. I hope we really grab a hold of that, and that would be one of our great strengths. Now, there's one of the other verses that I want us to look at, and it's verse, um, trying to find it here, I'm sorry, real quick. Verse number 139, he says, my zeal hath consumed me because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. Now, so he's describing his enemies. But it's interesting that he, he describes his enemies by somebody who at one point knew the truths of the word of God. Because my enemies have forgotten that word. And so you can't forget something until you knew it. He is talking about people that at some point claim to be followers of God. At some point claim to follow the teachings of God. Just like David did. To, to be a believer and a follower and a disciple of Jehovah God. That's who these people are. And he says... The zeal to follow you has consumed me more because I'm watching people who at one point claim to believe as I do, claim to follow as I do, claim to hold the scriptures as I do, and now they have forgotten. They've forgotten the teachings of the Word of God. They're acting in a way that's not correct, and they're going in a jail. You know, maybe you've seen somebody, maybe, you've, maybe you're in a situation where now you, you look back in your life and you think, you know, there were times I, I thought I would never do this, I would never do that, I would never do this. And I look over my life and say, man, I've done those things. Why? Because we look back through our lives, and sometimes the arrogance of thinking I'll never do it, and so we don't need to, we don't think we need the power of the Word of God. But sometimes we get persuaded by other people, Satan and other people in our minds and our own beliefs, and we begin to believe those things. And some, for some reason, what those people say carries with it a greater influence than what the truth of the Word of God thinks. And then we make decisions, and we look back and say, "What did I do?" Well, we've forgotten. Now, David's talking zeal, not because his desire is to correct these people. It's not that his desire is to go even preach at them. He goes, my zeal to be in the word of God is greater because they've forgotten. So here, here I'm just kind of, I look at this from my perspective and what do I, you know, what am I, what am I seeing? And here, let me tell you a couple of things I see. Why would David say that? I wonder if David doesn't look at this and say, I see where these people used to be and I see where they are now. And to watch this unexpected direction of people who at one point were my mentors, or at one point people I looked up to, now they're in a place I never thought they'd be. He's like, I, my zeal for you and the word of God is even more because I don't want to go down that same path. I don't want to go down and see the hurt. I don't want to go down and see the empties. I don't want to go down and see the things that I wish I hadn't done, or I don't want to see the regret, and, and those different things. And so he's, these people were my friends. They were followers of God. Now they're my enemies. The, anoint, the future, you know, the anointed king, he's, they're my enemies. 
And so you look at this and you say, his zeal, his zeal for himself. And it's not a matter of thinking we're better than anyone else, because by the grace of God, any of us can believe our own thinking and the lies of Satan and find ourselves going down a path that will end up in destruction, that will end up in pain. You know, what is it that keeps us from doing that? I think there's a verse in here that helps us. Let me see if I can find which one it is. Um, verse number 141, I am small and despised, yet do I not forget thy precept. You see, why is that important? That's important because as long as we recognize our spiritual weakness and that recognition drives us back to God, then we will have his answers. Then we will have his grace. Then we will have his help. See, the spiritual journey, a friend of mine posted this today, but our spiritual journey is not about getting some level of perfection. Our spiritual journey is to recognize our own weaknesses and our own failures and constantly running to God for his grace, his mercy, and his help to grow beyond it. That, that's what we all do. Uh, it's not a matter of, of trying to be like this person or you know that man or that woman or things like that. It's about being more like Jesus. And so the recognition that in my own self, I can end up in a place I never wanted to be drives me back to the desire to want to be in this and learn this and follow it and make that be the thing that helps me to be what I need to be and I desire to be in Jesus Christ. I hope that encourages us. You know, all of us can find ourselves going down a path wondering how we got there, but, you know, we can turn at any point. We can turn back to God. All of us are frail and all of us realize that none of us are perfect and we make mistakes and we, we sin more than we wish we ever could. Uh, we struggle with things that we thought we didn't. That doesn't mean that these battles make us horrible. Um, it's, it means we need God more and more. And may we, may we come back to God and may we come to his word and prayer and church as not spiritual traditions. May we come to them as things that we need. And I think when we come and we need, then we're willing to look and listen. And I think it completely changes our perspective. Thanks so much for giving me the chance to be part of your day this morning. Uh, I love the opportunity to teach the word of God. And I appreciate anybody who's willing to come and give me a few minutes, whether you're watching this, whether you're listening to this on audio. I just appreciate the privilege of part of today. And uh, we appreciate it again. I, this was recorded earlier. I'll be in chapel while you're watching this. And so we hope we were an encouragement to the school and the kids while we were there for those few moments. Thanks again for the opportunity part of your day. We hope you have a great rest of your day. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.